0: Hello, today we are going to talk about something that I know every single one of us has experience with, whether you are a student, a working professional, you are older, you are younger, and it is the feeling of overwhelm. I feel like I don't even need to dive into what this feels like, right? Because we all probably know it all too well. It's the feeling of, just feeling out of control, feeling like there are too many things coming at us and we just can't respond quick enough, right? It's the feeling of we are just under the surface of the water and the water just keeps getting deeper and our feet are getting further from the ground and we just need it to stop. Now, a couple things that contribute to overwhelm are things that are outside of our control, and then things that are within our control. And in this episode, we are going to focus on the things that are within our control. Because if you think about it, what is the point of expending energy trying to control for things that at the end of the day, we don't, we don't even have control over anyways, right? Versus if we look at the things that are within our grasp, things that we can grab by the horns, that's where our energy is best spent. Trying to manage the factors that we have control over that can decrease our overwhelm or increase our confidence that we can handle the overwhelm. Because the feeling of overwhelm is temporary because it's an emotion and all emotions are temporary. So we just have to get through it. Okay. And we're going to get through it. How? strategies, endurance, confidence, okay, so that's some of the stuff that we're going to talk about today, the actual hardcore nitty gritty strategies, because that is what I like to cover on this podcast. Hello, you are listening to the Learn and Work Smarter Podcast, the podcast for students and professionals who want to learn and work smarter. I'm your host, executive function coach and founder of schoolhabits.com, Katie Azevedo. As a reminder, everything I mentioned in today's episode will be linked in the show notes, including a link to the transcript, which you can also find at learnandworksmarter.com slash podcast. All right, so at the surface, there are usually two primary causes of feeling overwhelmed. And that is connected to having too much to do. So too many tasks, too many projects, too many obligations, too many responsibilities, too many places to show up, too many things to keep track of. Okay, so that's one. And then number two is feeling like there is not enough time. So overwhelm and anxiety usually are related to having too much to do and feeling like there's not enough time to do it all. Okay, so that's at the surface level. But if we're to dive a little bit deeper into overwhelm, which is going to help us figure out some strategies to tackle this, then usually the root cause is a little bit deeper than just, I have too much to do and I don't have enough time to do it, okay? So I'm going to run through five typical um, deeper reasons why students and working professionals often feel overwhelmed. Now, of course, I feel like every episode, (laughs) I should just begin with a disclaimer that says, yes, everyone's situation is unique okay? And I can't give strategies for every single particular unique situation. So I'm trying to give a wide breadth of strategies that can help people in a wide variety of situations. But if I'm going through any of the strategies today, I mean, you're thinking, but that doesn't apply to me. You know what? I challenge you to think, well, how could it? Right? Yes, your situation is unique. I, I know that. But I also want you to Be open-minded to thinking about how can these strategies that I'm delivering today, how can you take bits and pieces of them and make them work for you? Take what works, leave the rest, all right? So at a deeper level, sometimes our overwhelm comes from not asking for help. Sometimes the ticket out of that overwhelming feeling is asking somebody for help, whether it's asking someone how to do something, asking someone to take over for you, asking someone to contribute to the list of things that you have to do, but in general, just asking for help. Another factor that contributes to our overwhelm is not accurately estimating how long tasks take us to complete. We tend to be really, really awful at estimating how long tasks take. Take to complete. We tend to be optimists, so all that'll take me twenty minutes. But in reality, if you were to, you know, go back in time, not once ever did that type of task take us twenty minutes. So, not accurately estimating time can leave you with not as much time left over, which, of course, can lead to overwhelm. Number three, procrastinating on assignments, tasks, projects that are hard or unclear. So, when we are uncertain about how to do something or we're uncertain about what the final expectation is, we tend to procrastinate. And that idea of, I got this thing to do, but I don't know how to do it, so therefore I'm not going to do it, that takes up so much mental bandwidth in the back of your mind that that's gonna lead to you know the feeling of laying in bed, feeling like, what am I missing? i'm I'm stressing out about something. I can't sleep, that sort of edgy sort of like, you know, um, feeling that that you're out of control. okay? So we'll talk about some strategies to address that one later on in the episode as well. And then related to that is just not having clarity in general. So this is number four. So not having clarity on what your goals are, not having clarity on what your time looks like. So an accurate assessment of how much time you have in the day to actually work on your things, not having clarity around what's actually expected of you and what your actual tasks are. So when I talk to students, so many times they come in and they're like, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm feeling stressed out, I'm feeling overwhelmed, everything's so hard. I'm like, okay, well, what is it? They're like, I I, I I, don't know. I'm like, all right, well, let's go into your learning management system. Let's see what the tasks are. And they're like, well, well, I have an essay that I'm really stressed about. Okay, well, what is the essay? I don't know. Okay, well, the first step to dealing with overwhelm is to face what the thing is that we're finding overwhelming. You got to go into the truth and figure out, okay, what is this essay? When is it due? What are the components, right? For my adult clients that I work with, feelings of overwhelm can come from not knowing how to do a report that's expected of them, not knowing if they're doing a presentation at work, okay, for their team, not knowing what you know, the level of quality is, that's expected of them. Maybe the whole company is expected to learn a new software and that's not their strength, right? So there's lack of clarity over like, I don't even know how to use this software. I don't even know where to go to ask for help on how to learn this software. So lack of clarity can look different for everybody, but for everybody, it is a significant source of overwhelm. And the key there obviously is to to find the clarity, right? And we'll talk a little bit about that when we get into the strategies as well. And then lastly is not managing time appropriately. So, in terms of not having clarity, I did mention that like not having clarity over what your time looks like and or how much time you actually have. That's related to this one as well, but not having proper time management contributes to overwhelm because you end up with a mathematical equation that doesn't compute. You have a certain amount of things to do and a certain amount of time to do them. And at the end of the day, if those two puzzle pieces don't equal each other, then you're going to be in a pickle, right? And what do we call that? Overwhelm, of course. So I'm going to share five strategies that will address all of these layers of overwhelm. Okay, so that is what today's episode is about. Now, all of the strategies have to do with taking action because that is the key to managing stress and anxiety. If you are feeling overwhelmed in school and work, do not do nothing. That is a fast track to increasing your overwhelm. You have to do something. Now, earlier in the episode, I said that the feeling of overwhelm is temporary because it's an emotion and all emotions are temporary, right? Look at the word emotion. It has the word motion in it. It's going to come in and it's going to come out. But the feeling of overwhelm will kind of just sort of linger. It'll increase in in waves and decrease in waves. But unless you actually take action to make a change, you will be left with that ongoing undercurrent of overwhelm that can contribute to larger problems, like a full-blown anxiety or something like that. Okay. So the key here is to take action. Strategy number one, do not ignore the confusion. Confusion is a a gross feeling. (laughs) I feel like that's the best word I have for it right now. It is an absolutely gross feeling, and it only goes away with action. So when you're feeling confused about something, I want you to listen to it. I want you to ask questions. I want you to figure out where it is specifically that you are stuck, and then ask for help. Now, I'd file this under being resourceful, right? So self-awareness and resourcefulness together can help you with this strategy. So at first, you need to recognize I'm in over my head. I am confused. I don't know what is going on. I feel like I don't know what my next step is. I feel like I'm stuck. Okay, we cannot ignore those feelings because that feeling of like, oh, I don't know what's next. That's the very like tip of the iceberg before you hit a full-blown like episode of overwhelm. Okay. So you have to nip it in the bud. When you first start feeling edgy and confused and like things are unclear, stop, recognize what it is you're feeling. Try to dig into the source of that. Is it one particular project or assignment or um, meeting or whatever it is? I'm trying to hit all the context here, like students and professionals, right? Is it one specific thing that you're confused about? Does it feel more pervasive or wide-ranging than just one specific? Are Are you generally confused over your job? Is an entire class overwhelming? Unlikely. Right? Sometimes we catastrophize and we think everything's hard. But in reality, if we just sit with it for a little bit and we dig in and we ask ourselves questions, what is it that's confusing to me? Then usually it's just, it's one or two things and it's not everything. And then the next step is being resourceful. Where can you go for help? Can you go to a person? Can you go to a peer? Can you go to a boss? Can you go to a teacher? Can you go to a colleague? Then can you go to, yeah, I'm going to say it. Can you go to Google? Can you go to YouTube? right? Can you find the answer? But the thing is, you won't know what question to ask. You won't even know what to type into Google if you don't know what it is that you're stuck on. Does that make sense? Okay, strategy number two to tackling overwhelm is to get time clarity. I alluded to this a little bit in the sort of introduction to this, but this one is so important. We have to know where our time is going, how much time we have, what we're going to spend it on, how good or not good are your time estimations, right? So this this takes work. Like the strategies that I'm giving you, remember I, I started off by saying they require action. So it's amazing that you're sitting here listening to me. Thank you. Like, honestly, thank you so much. That's awesome. But I need you to go out and do some of these things because that's the only way that we experience change is if we do something different, right? So taking time estimations, I'm going to give the context of a student for a second. Let's say that you are always feeling like there's so much reading, to do for homework, whether it's for history or ELA or whatever, and you can just never keep up and you're having this feeling of like, oh my God, there's so many chapters, there's so much to read. Perhaps your time estimation's off. Like how long does it actually take you to read, let's say, 10 pages? Are you thinking that 10 pages is going to take you 10 minutes when in reality it takes you 33 minutes to read 10 pages? Well, then yes, every time you have a 40-page assignment then you're giving yourself 40 minutes to do it. In reality, you need, you know, four times that amount. I think my mouth is just like really probably off right now, (laughs) but you know what I'm trying to say, right? So maybe what it takes is action that like an experiment, time yourself. How long does it take to read 10 pages? Okay. So then you have a a basis to judge how long all future reading assignments will take. So every 10 pages, it's going to take what, 30 minutes or so. Okay. For work, do you regularly have a, um, a monthly report or a weekly report that you have to present or wrap up or submit? And every week you're like, oh, I'll do it on Thursday because it's due on Friday. But then on Thursday, you're overwhelmed every single Thursday. Maybe you need to start the report on Wednesday because maybe we're being too optimistic and thinking that it can take you one work day to work on the report, but in reality, like, a million things happen on Thursday and you're interrupted all the time and you need more time, okay? So that is what getting time clarity could look like, getting better at time estimations. You also need to know how much free time you actually have in your day. Not free time to, like, you know, put your feet up and watch a movie, but free time in terms of time to, to do your work, How much time do you have that's uninterrupted and available for you to focus uninterrupted, either by external stimulus or you looking at your phone, okay, to take care of the things that need to get taken care of? Let's say you're in the workforce and you're like, okay, well, I have an eight-hour workday, so I have eight hours to do my work. No, you don't. So much of that time is spent doing admin, right We talked about admin on an earlier episode so emails, phone calls, connecting with other people. You also have time in that day where you're just you know doing other parts of your job and responding to spontaneous requests that come up. I'm talking about how much time do you have in each work day to actually sit uninterrupted and focus on the things that you need to do. It's a lack of of an understanding of what this actual number is that can lead us to feeling overwhelmed. Because at the end of the day, we didn't get to our things. And so, right, I I said in the beginning of this episode that oftentimes feeling overwhelmed is having too much to do and not enough time to do it. Getting time clarity and facing the reality of how much time you do or don't have to get your things done Is one of the foundational pillars to be able to handle feelings of overwhelm. It's about getting control on the things. Okay. Does that make sense? And one last point about time clarity is distractions. Now, I have a whole list of future topics that I'm going to cover on this um, podcast, which I'm so excited about. And of course, distraction is like listed a bazillion times. So we will talk more about distractions in another episode. But for now, sometimes we actually do have a lot of time or a, a, enough time to get our things done. So you might have a chunk of four hours in the day where you can work on your things and, and you, are fooled into thinking that you're working on something for four hours, perhaps doing your work, your homework, studying, writing, whatever it is that you're supposed to be doing. But in reality, if you had a um, a camera and it was like a, well, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Like a time lapse. <laughs> That's it. If you had like a time lapse of what you were actually physically doing in that four hours, I would bet that... of that four hours is spent doing something that is non-work. But at the end of the four hours, it's like, man, I just worked for four hours. Did you? How much phone checking was there? How much email checking was there? How much fake working, which is like when we feel productive and we're doing other productive things, but it's not actually the task that we're supposed to be working on. So doing the research for the work. Instead of actually sitting down and doing the work, right? How many times did you get up and go for a snack? How many times did you get up and talk to somebody? How many times did you just quickly check your email, right? All of those are distractions that our brain is so good at being like, forgetting them. Our brain is so good at forgetting that we were distracted or not acknowledging those distractions, okay? And of course, at the end of the day, that leads to feeling overwhelmed because you feel like you got nothing done. In reality, you didn't get much done because we were distracted, Okay, so strategy number two was get time clarity. Strategy number three is to get task clarity. Task clarity is exactly what it sounds like. What are the things that need to get done? The list of things that you need to do for work or for school have to live outside of your head. Attempting to store the giant list of things that that you need to take care of inside your head is 100% going to lead to you feeling overwhelmed. Because what happens is subconsciously, kind of in the background, your brain is going to do its absolute best to have you not forget those things. Okay, so I got to email this person. I got to submit this thing by that. I got to return this thing by this date. I have this assignment that's due. I've got this project that's due, right? And if you're not writing it down, then your brain is kind of like a um, picture like, a computer humming in the background or like all the tabs open in the background and your brain is doing its best to have you not forget that. That's a primal, sort of like a primal cognitive feature that we have, I suppose we could call it. Because let's say thousands of years ago, we walked by a certain cave that had a particular paw print in front of it. And we were like, oh man, that's a predator, right? I need to not walk by this cave anymore. Your brain will do everything it can to have you remember not to walk by that cave. We're not going to write that down thousands of years ago, but our brain will do its best for survival, to have you remember that. So life has changed so much since we were walking by caves with tigers in them, but our brains haven't, the structures of our brains haven't evolved as quickly as technology and, and, and expectations and society and all the other things have evolved. So if you have an assignment due and you're not writing it down, our brains are still going to be like, oh, well, we got to remember that. We got to remember that. That could be related to survival. Is it related to survival? No. But does your brain know the difference? Also, no. All right, so add the assignment and the email and the phone call and the report and all the things. If you're not writing this stuff down in an external system, your brain is going to be overwhelmed trying to keep these things front and center, keep you from forgetting. But of course, we will forget because we're only human. So here's how I suggest that you get task clarity. You can start with a brain dump. So a brain dump is the process of sitting down, I'd say seven minutes. It's usually like the golden number that I suggest, seven minutes with a piece of paper and a pencil, and absolutely thought vomit <laughs> everything you possibly can onto the piece of paper, thinking of everything that it is that you need to get done. They can be thoughts, ideas, um, tasks. You can go into your learning management system. If you're a student, you can go into your project management s- software if you're um, using that in the something like Asana or Notion or something like that if you're in the uh, workspace. Wherever it is that you keep your things, your tasks, hopefully you are, I want you to collect all of the things that are percolating around your brain and that exist in some other system as well and put them on a piece of paper. I want you to have them all in one central location so you can look at them and say, okay, these are the things that I have to do. Okay, And then I want you to look at each one. Sometimes they're just thoughts that you had and you can cross them off and and get rid of them. Okay. Sometimes they're just worries that you had, and there's not actually a task. Cross that off. There's nothing you can do. There's no action involved in a worry. Okay. But anything that's an actual task, something that you need to do and act on. All right. I want you to look at it and say, Do I know how to do this? Do you have absolute clarity on how to do every single task on your list? Okay. If you do, that is awesome. If you don't, you need to get clarity on how to do it. So task clarity is what do you have to do? And then do you know how to do these things? Strategy number four to battle overwhelm is to start before you want to. Procrastination feels so good in the moment, I know. It's a form of pain avoidance if you think about it. But I dare you to think about a time where you procrastinated and it actually worked out for you, where you didn't feel so stressed out and overwhelmed at the end. Like, take that challenge. When was the last time you ever procrastinated on something and you were like, yeah, i so glad I did that, right? That's not how it works. I know the feeling of wanting to feel fully prepared before you jump in and and do something, right? Because that's where you think like, oh, I'm not ready yet, right? I need to just do a little bit more research. I just need to wait another day. I just need to talk to a few more people. There's no such thing as absolutely ready. Okay, and the further you wait or the longer you wait, the more you're going to get stressed out because then like legitimate, oh, I just need to do a little more research, turns into full-out procrastination and we lose the ability to distinguish between the two. Okay, start before you're ready. That's what people do. That is what productive people do. They start before they're ready. Take a baby step. That's how you do this. You don't have to jump in and do everything 1 through 100 A to Z on day one when you're starting before you're ready. Take a baby step. For example, you need to write an essay or a report, and it's a huge writing assignment. Okay, open a Google Doc and give it a name. That's a baby step. Is that completing the entire thing? No, but at least it's starting. Do you have a hundred pages of something to read in a couple days and you're getting overwhelmed by that? Yeah, that's a lot of reading. But you know what? Set a timer for 25 minutes and bang out as many pages as you possibly can. That's a start. Okay. Twenty you can read for 25 minutes. Yes, you can. Put your phone away and you can read for 25 minutes. And then however many pages you tackle in that 25 minutes, well, that's that amount of pages less. Then you have to read. So now you have less pages to read because you already started with a baby step. You're not gonna sit down and say, oh, I'm gonna read 100 pages. You're gonna read as many as you can in 25 minutes. Maybe you wait a few hours, set another timer for 25 minutes, do it again. Do it the next day, right? Do you need to perhaps write a touchy email, okay? And it's overwhelming because there's emotion and feeling and you know things like that involved. Okay, well then start by just writing it in drafts. And pretending that you're not going to send it, like write it for real, but you know in the back of your mind, be like I'm just I'm just writing this, I'm not going to send it, okay? And then write it in drafts. Don't even put the person's email address at the top, so you don't accidentally have this feeling of like, oops, what if I accidentally press send, right? And then the next day, hit send, okay? Baby steps. That is what it takes to start before you want to, and you'll be so surprised that even if you just let's say go back to the um, essay and the report example. If you just open a Google Doc and give it a name, that's momentum. That's not writing your whole essay or your report, but that's enough for you to be like, okay, I got it. My confidence is like one notch higher. Maybe now I can write an intro sentence. Cool. Awesome. Okay. So that's that's how this take a baby step, start before you're ready strategy will lead to battling overwhelm because it gets you started which is what triggers the momentum, which is what gets you to complete the task, which is what eliminates the overwhelm. Another tip, let's say you're overwhelmed by all of the administration tasks that you need to take care of. So you're either a student or a professional, but the, the things are are building up and you're like, oh my God, I have so many emails to send. I have so many things to do. Then they're not necessarily homework assignments. They're not necessarily really related to your work, but they're all the admin things that you have to take care of, Right. We talked about this in episode three, make a list of all the admin tasks, set a timer for 60 minutes and bang out as many as you can. In 60 minutes, you may maybe you won't get them all, but that's enough to help you feel less overwhelmed. The golden rule, my friends, is that we cannot want to do something and still do it. I am not ever in the position to tell you to want to do something that you don't want to do. That's not my, that's not my job and that wouldn't be right. I can't tell anybody how to feel. But in reality, we can feel what we feel and take action at the same time, okay? Taking action reduces overwhelm. All right, and strategy number five, do fewer non-essential activities during these intense periods of overwhelm. Sometimes the math just doesn't add up. Sometimes there's just too many things to do and not enough time to do it, and it's like a temporary seasonal sort of blip moment where you're like, ah, maybe it's a week, maybe it's two weeks, maybe it's a couple months of just everything accumulating. Maybe if you're a student, it's final season, right, or midterms. Sometimes we just have to look at the non-essential activities and say, okay, momentarily, temporarily, I'm going to say no to some of the things that are typically on my schedule. So let's say if you're a student, you have a part-time job, but school is like bananas right now, you might have to work less hours. Okay, let's say you are in the workforce and work is bananas right now. You might have to volunteer less with your family, not like Pay attention to your family less, but let's say you like volunteer or do service hours with your family. Let's say you volunteer in your community. Let's say you're on a committee for one of your kids. Maybe temporarily you have to say, hey, I- I'm going to sit this one out. People understand because everybody's in this boat, right? Everybody goes through these feelings of overwhelm. And I think it can be remarkable. Imagine if we normalized acknowledging overwhelm and normalized the strategies that people use to tackle overwhelm, instead of walking around all the time and like, "I'm so stressed," "I'm so stressed," it's like, what if, we, what if the conversation was this: "I'm so stressed." I have a lot of things to do, and therefore, I'm actually going to not do X, Y, Z this weekend. I'm actually going to give myself an admin block. I'm actually going to set a timer and do some body doubling work with a friend. I'm actually going to um, not go to that movie later, and I'm going to sit down and do a brain dump so I can get some task clarity. I'm feeling overwhelmed, so I might sit down with my Google Calendar and my planner and try to get some time clarity. What if we talked about this? What if we normalized strategies for handling overwhelm instead of just normalizing overwhelm? Because I think it's normal for us to all feel this, but I, I wish we talked more about ways to address it. Okay, quick thing before we wrap up. I am going to be doing a and a style episode about once a month where I will address your specific questions related to your specific situation. So on the website, learnandworksmarter.com, that's the website for this podcast, there is a form on the homepage where you can submit a question. Please, please submit your questions. I love Q&A style formats. Um, people have actually already submitted some. I haven't made an announcement about it, but just from going to the website, which is awesome. So coming up this month, I'm going to have a Q&A episode. So look forward to that. Please follow the show, share the show, and leave a review if you found it helpful. And remember, never stop learning.